Everybody, welcome to season number four of Rice Dynasty here, the Rice Dynasty podcast, of course, making its return now that our draft is over, Michael. And uh, of course, I'm, I'm John George, the reigning champ here. Uh, I've been given the intro by Mr. Michael Carey because I, I've earned it. Um, so I guess whoever win, whoever wins every year, we should just bring on to the podcast. They get to do the intro for, for the new year. Oh, we're here 2021, Michael. I know. Four years. Listening to that music just got me hyped, especially because we weren't really listening to it. It just gets edited <laughs> in, but it was in my head all day thinking about it, and we're here. We finally made it. Season four. Wow. It's really hard to think that we started this, you know, 2018, so three years ago, and we're just getting started with the fourth season. That is, that's nuts. Um, and yet here I am, still without a ring. <laughs> but at least one of us has one now. Um, yeah. And uh, this year is going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of new new features coming on, new podcast ideas. So it's going to be a great year, and uh, it's almost here. So yeah, glad to get the draft started. So we're going to dive into that draft now. Oh, hell yeah. Um, of course, I think, I think we did this last year. I'm not sure if we've done this every year. But uh, we got to give out draft grades. Um, this is our second rookie draft ever. No, second this or is third? our third rookie draft. Third, third rookie draft ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm, I still think people are people don't aren't exactly. They don't know the value of picks yet. I feel like everyone doesn't know what what they're quite doing with rookies yet. It's it's a tough draft. It's 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 hard to research for because it's a very niche draft. Most people are doing redrafts. Um, or most rankings are just for like startup dynasty stuff like that. So it's still a tough draft to get used to. So I gotta, I gotta give a hand to, um, everyone this year. I I feel like this year, most competent rookie draft we've had by far. Um, it seemed like everyone knew what they were doing and knew who most of these players were or did research on them. And either they did or they got right out of the draft because they did not know. So that yep. seemed like the theme. Either you knew what you were looking for, um, and that was kind of down the line, um, especially Nick. He had his eyes on that 4.6. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, most people did their research. They were ready even in you know getting into the late third, second round, kind of even into a little bit of the third round. Like, um, you know, Tom talked about how he really wanted Nico Collins and, um, you know, people like that, that Alex was like, all right, I hope this guy is here so I can take him. Um, even Anthony was like, yeah, the three, eight, I really wanted Elijah Mitchell. I was like, all right, that's awesome. Like we knew who we were looking for, like people were ready. So that, that was cool to see. Um, and then there, like we said, there were others that were like, uh, let's see. I know the first 10 people. And then after that, I don't, get... <laughs> there's no value. I will literally trade my draft pick for five debt waiver dollars right now. I have no clue who these people are. They must be bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that happened. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was a fun draft. I thought this was the most interesting. I loved that we did the, um, the pause feature with the trades, Thought that was really yeah. fun. Um, 
I liked the uh, the announcement of the picks. There were a few surprises in there, and um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought this might have been my favorite rookie draft we've done so far. Yeah, it was super enjoyable. I liked the pauses. I it would probably would have been very annoying if our Quinn or like. Quinn was like basically the only person on the call. It would have been annoying if it were if I were Quinn and I was like, God, they're pausing again. Like, what's happening? He probably had no clue. And halfway through <laughs> the first round, I like texted him and I was like, Hey, I want this pick. And then he texted me like five minutes later and was like, Wait, what? No, I would have taken that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, Quinn's in Thailand still, so I don't blame him. And he also had work like halfway through this draft. So yeah. Nothing he could do about it, really. We did our best. <clears throat> I, I I think he got the players he wanted. Yeah. Um, so I think he's fine. He's very it. happy. I talked to him about it a little bit. He said he's pretty excited to get the first two guys that he got. So that oh, was yeah. awesome. I would be, too. Yeah, absolutely. But let's not spoil his draft grade, I guess. Abs- no, definitely um, wouldn't. Um, so, John, want, want I will let just you... draft order here or what? Ooh, you want to go by draft order? Let's go by original draft order. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, which means we start with Alex George. John, what grade did you give Alex on his draft? So maybe we should recap it first. Um, Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Alex traded back out of the 110 to me for future assets and a few players. He took Chuba Hubbard, Zach Wilson, Pat Fryermuth. He also got Duwame Brown, um, Larry Roundtree, and... Kylan Hill plus Khalil Herbert. So he got a lot of players kind of in the back end of this draft. Um, John, what grade did you give Alex on this draft? I gave Alex a solid B plus. I think it's like a mixed. I think some picks I wasn't the biggest fan. I think Hubbard I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, I think at the time the Stevenson pick was not good with the Smack Jones news. Might actually have been a really good take there i like brown um yeah he took a lot of running backs which i mean i guess he needs everything but i, I would have taken we were talking with tom after i kind of agree with tom it's better to take it's it's good to take more wide receivers here at the end they have a better chance of breaking out and a better chance of playing at least in year one because um, more wide receivers play the running backs mm-hmm um, so maybe maybe taking another wide receiver or two here would have been good for Alex. And, and overall, it's hard to – I mean, I, I'm just grading mainly based off the picks they had, but it's still a little sour taste to see Alex not having a pick here in the first round at all um, when he was the worst team. I'd agree with that. I think some of these first-round players um, outside of one would have really helped him uh, overall in his dynasty value. Um give Alex a B minus and I actually just bumped up the grade looking back on his draft one more time I actually don't mind the Chuba Hubbard pick I think that's a huge upside pick with Christian McCaffrey if McCaffrey goes down Hubbard's going to get a ton of work he's probably going to be in that RB1 RB2 territory right off the bat if McCaffrey goes down I like Fryermuth. I like Stevenson Um, I don't dislike any of these guys that he got I just think like you said they're kind of later running backs rookies that maybe won't get that volume that you need to see to really get production in fantasy um that being said a few of these guys are in some competitions like Ramadre is going to be the backup kylan khalil hill or herbert rather khalil herbert looked really good in the preseason 
he'll probably be second, maybe third string at worst behind Damian Williams, especially with, um, oh gosh, Cohen. Cohen's kind of down for a while. Roundtree's in a battle with um, another guy he has on his roster, the Chargers running back. Oh gosh, the name escapes. Josh Kelly. Yeah, Josh Kelly. Who he dropped, actually. He does not have on his roster anymore. He dropped Did Josh, Josh Kelly, Kelly get cut? I, I don't think he got cut, but Alex did. He got cut from Alex's team. Well, honestly, I don't think I'd roster Josh Kelly at this point. <laughs> he looked yeah. great for one week last year. Um, yep. So he, for the running backs he got, I, I'd agree with you. I think there was more value with wide receiver. Not a terrible draft, though. He did a pretty decent job. So. I also like Zach Wilson. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft. I like I like a lot of I like the quarterbacks in this draft though. So I like all five that were taken. Yeah, I do like I like Zach Wilson. Um, Why are some waivers yeah, but... clearing at different times? What's going on with that? Um, I don't know. Players uh, can like be in our league, yeah, off waivers, but they're happening at different times. Like I tried to claim a player, but Tom just got a guy for two dollars and it just passed that's interesting yeah yeah that's very interesting anyway that's not draft grades um (laughs) that's tom cheating clearly why don't we go next to charlie sears so charlie sears had uh he took one player in this draft that player's name is michael carter michael carter is on the new york jets he was a fourth round pick by the jets i took him at 1.09 Charlie had some other picks in this draft, but um, they ended up on my team. So, John, what would you rate Charlie's draft? F. Oh, a big F. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a fan of Charlie's draft strategy overall. Like, while I agree this, this year's draft is definitely not as talented as last year's draft, last year's draft was insanely talented, though, like one of the best draft classes ever. It was. Um so like that's comparing this is going to be more like the draft previous which actually did have some hits in there especially at one i don't know who went at one nine in our first rookie draft we did but they probably end up being pretty decent and um i don't think michael carter was the one nine pick that he should have taken though um i know he has tua but i am way more confident in trevor lawrence than i am in tua i'm gonna be honest um I would have taken Trevor Lawrence if I were Charlie or or one of the wide receivers, Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore. Like, if if anything. Like, Michael Carter, I just want to definitely – he's obviously he's got, like, a premier role on a team. But like Michael mentioned, it's the New York Jets. And then trading – I understand maybe trading the other picks, but the trade to, – to trade his 2.2 for – basically nothing i mean the future future second rounder will be good but which the other three trade at that point yeah again. which he'll probably just end up trading again um it could end up working out right now I'm, i don't like it but it definitely could end up working out i think rondell moore is like super talented though and who knows where his pick's gonna be in that second round 2.2 is basically first it's almost first round so on a 12-man league it is first round yeah um I agree. I gave him a D plus. He gave he got the lowest draft grade of anybody from me. Um, I hate I don't, I don't hate the Michael Carter pick. Like I don't think it's ridiculous if it hits because I, I realize that the Jets are kind of turning a corner. Hopefully with Robert Shala taking over at head coach, um, 
they drafted Michael Carter for a reason. But if you look at kind of the hit rate of fourth-round running backs, it's not great. Like, can you name that many running backs in our league that are awesome that were drafted in, like, the fourth or fifth round? There's, like, Aaron Jones with a fifth-round pick, and then, like, Camara was a third-round pick. And other than that, these guys were taken pretty high for the most part. Like, McCaffrey, first round. Barkley, first round. Like, Dalvin Cook, second round. Like, Jonathan Taylor, second round. I know... I know an undrafted running back who's a stud. Yeah, but not a fifth, not a fourth round running back. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <clears throat> they're either undrafted or they're third round and above. That's how running backs. It's actually not it. that off. I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, Eckler, <laughs> Carson, yeah, some other guy you have. <laughs> um, I should have drafted an undrafted free agent at the end of this draft. What was I thinking? <laughs> Charlie got – I don't think that trade for 2.02 was awful because I mortgaged a bunch of players that will actually be rostered by him that he can roster and should roster. Um, but, yeah, the giving up waiver dollars for the other picks is uh, maybe not the best. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, it's Darius a Tony strategy. For 10 bucks, First round yeah. pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Brandon Ayuk was a first-round pick that everyone was low on last year, and now look what his value is. Yeah, exactly. It's just because he's on the Giants that he drops that far. Right. And last year, everyone was like, oh, Ayuk's on the he's on the 49ers. He's not going to get any targets. It's like, well, well, that didn't work out. <laughs> it doesn't matter if, if he's good. I was wrong. No good targets. Um, yeah. Okay. Grant. What did you think of Grant's draft, John? Another one pick man yep. here. Big one pick. Um Yeah, I gave him a B B minus. Okay. Yeah. I mean he has one pick. <laughs> like yeah, I, I, I think I think he did pretty good with the pick he has. Um I, I Elijah Moore is I, I think a good talent for sure. It's just another one that's in a weird situation. And we're, I mean, it's just up in the air. It's more questionable. We got to see how good Zach Wilson is. Got to see how good this new coaching staff is for the Jets. Is this going to be the same old Jets we get every year where basically everyone on their team is unable to start in anyone's fantasy lineups or what's going to happen, you know? Um, But at that spot, that's who I would have taken probably. So I agree with you. At the spot, that's exactly who I would have taken too. I think Elijah Moore is insanely talented, but like you said, uh, the situation is a little questionable. Um, at my 110 pick before I got Charlie's, I was I was looking at like a handful of guys. The guys I looked up, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trey Sermon, Elijah Moore, and Rondell Moore. Those were the guys that I was between. Those were the guys I was thinking about, and Elijah and Rondell were like back-to-back for me. I love Rondell Moore. I was stubborn on him but uh the Moore brothers went back to back and even in hindsight i think he might have gotten the better one so a uh, great pick there uh he didn't take any other picks so i gave him a b yeah uh, but there is a positive about elijah moore's situation in comparison to rondell moore's too is that elijah moore has like no competition basically you're calling Corey davis no competition <laughs> i mean apparently he is getting hyped yeah, apparently he is getting hype. They love Corey um, Davis in New York. <laughs> Former top five pick. 
Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Corey Davis. Damn. He was like the fifth pick in the draft, which is sad, wow. really, for the Titans. Yeah, geez. But, yeah. No, Elijah Moore's great. Um, probably has more upside than Rondale Moore, even though I think Rondale might be better this year. So we'll see. Um, uh, did you give him a grade? I did. I gave him a B. I can't remember. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. The man Tom. with all his own picks. <laughs> the only one. Tom Myring. Um, Tom, right down the line here, it's pretty easy to figure out who he picked. He got Jamar Chase at the 1-4. You got Justin Fields at the 2-4. Nico Collins and Chris Evans. Right down the line. John, what did you give Tom? Um, I gave Tom an A-. minus. I thought he lucked out pretty well, honestly, getting Chase at 1-4. At I was... I wasn't that surprised because I knew Chris was not a fan of Chase, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really wanted running back. So I wasn't too surprised, but um, that's just good value, to be honest. I won four getting Chase. Very nice. I mean, when I had one, two, a lot, a lot of places I was researching was were saying to take Chase at one, two. Um, he's very hyped up. Uh, while I and Michael as well are not the biggest fan of Jamar Chase... And obviously, I think it, it's gotten to like a ridiculous point how bad these like how panicky these articles about him are because obviously he had a bad preseason, but like that doesn't that does isn't proof he's going to be awful. Um, but overall, still don't like his situation. Joe Burrow coming off an injury, still some tough comp, still someone like T Higgins there. Like he's got he's he's got some other comparable wide receivers there. Yeah. Um, but still getting chase at one, four is great. I think fields is good quarterback pickup for him. And I think he's one of the teams who needs a quarterback. So that's definitely good to draft in the second round there. Also like Nico Collins, cause Houston, um, doesn't have many wide receivers besides Mr. Brandon cooks. And then he dropped Chris Evans anyways. So no comment on him. No, no comment on Chris Evans. That's a guy you should consider picking up, John. Yeah, definitely. Um, as a mix-in handcuff there. I'm seeing the value of handcuffs currently, <laughs> as we mm-hmm. know. Um, Tom Myring was my favorite draft in the class. I thought he did the best job. He got the most value, and he addressed it, he addressed needs. So Tom obviously needed running back, but he didn't reach. He didn't take ETN at 1-4, a guy who's not going to help him until next year. And Jamar Chase at that price is ridiculously great value um i thought jamar was a lot closer to Devonte smith than he was to the Najee harris kyle pitts tier but at the one four that's fantastic value you know he was a top five draft pick so he's gonna get every opportunity in the world to shine in cincinnati that's why they drafted him joe burrow loves him so as burrow heals i think chase is going to be a disappointment this year but i think overall in dynasty Chase is a great asset to have, and he's going to be much better going forward. Um, Justin Fields has really surprised me with how he's played in the preseason. I thought he was going to look a little gun-shy coming from a really good system at Ohio State, but he looks super comfortable. I think Fields is going to be awesome. I am starting to get convinced that this quarterback class is just fantastic when I originally thought it was bad. So I'm super wrong on that. I think this quarterback class is awesome. Fields at the 2-4 is a perfect fit for him. I think Fields might be starting for him halfway through the year. And uh, Nico Collins is an excellent upside play with uh, 
the Texans actually dropping Kiki Kuti today, who was a starter for them, telling me that Nico's going to be the starter opposite, opposite Brandon Cooks. So you got a starting receiver, given it's on a bad team, but what if they go and trade for Tua Tagovailoa? Then suddenly Nico Collins is, uh, you know, not like top fantasy <laughs> option, but he's viable. He should be rostered. Yeah. So really well done by Tom. I gave him an A+. That was as nice. good of a draft as I think he could have had with the picks that he had. So I loved it. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Quinn, who wasn't on the call with us, uh, so we couldn't see his reactions to his pick, but uh, he was up next. He did not have his own pick. He traded it to Chris. Uh, but the rest of his second, third, fourth, also his picks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Quinn's too. I also gave him an A-. minus. Um, I think he picked... Um, the best he could. I like Jalen Waddle in that spot for him. Um, I think he's a team that maybe could have waited on ETN, but I'd rather go with Waddle. I think Waddle's definitely um, going to be a good payoff pick. Terrace Marshall I really like. I was really hoping he fell to me in that next pick, but Quinn grabbed him. Um, and yeah, can, Gain, Gainwell's fine. And then McKitty, he didn't even draft himself, but I still still like it. Like that the computer drafted McKitty for him because he does he does need tight ends. So agreed. Um, I thought Terrence Marshall was the pick at the two five. Jalen Waddle was the obvious pick at the two six or the one six rather. I thought Waddle is a good fit for Quinn. Um, ETN would not have been a bad pick for him there either, just because Quinn is a team that has older running backs that could he could use a little depth at that position. I don't think ETN would have been the bad pick, and I don't think Waddle would have been a bad pick either. So um, Waddle is probably the better pick because I think Miami is going to feature him. Same kind of thing. You saw the draft capital. I think draft capital is undervalued in this league. I'll say it that way. Um <laughs> And I, I think Waddle is going to be used all over the field. That's why they got him where they did. That's why they invested so much in that position. So I think Waddle will be a viable fantasy option probably towards the second half of this year, even with Will Fuller coming back. I actually believe in Tua. Um, I'd be kind of surprised if they trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think Tua is still going to be good. I thought he looked really solid in the second half of the preseason. So I like the Waddle pick. Then Terrence Marshall versus Rashad Bateman. I probably would have gone Bateman there. I know you like Terrence Marshall better. Um, I think Bateman, different kind of story. I think he was drafted with the capital to be featured in that offense more so than Hollywood Brown. I think they realized Hollywood's a lot more of a um, kind of a deep threat kind of guy. You know, more of that Tyler Lockett versus Rashad Bateman could be more of a poor man's like Robert Woods kind of thing where he gets more opportunities. So I, I like Rashad Bateman a little bit better, but I still like this draft a lot, um, even with him dropping Kenneth Gainwell and Trey McKitty. Uh, oh, sure. I, gave, I didn't even realize he dropped him. <laughs> yeah. So I gave Quinn a B plus. I think he might have wanted to keep a few of those guys, but that's okay. It, it's not that bad. It's not like Kenneth Gainwell is going to be going for 20 yeah. bucks on the waivers. Yeah, no, he's fine. Um, if he even made Nick. the roster. I don't know if Kenny Gainwell made the roster. I think yeah, it's going to be close. Nick. Nick. Oh, boy. I, I gave Nick an incomplete. 
I also did. I gave him an NA, not applicable. Excellent. I'm glad we didn't even give this guy a grade. <laughs> he didn't even show up for this draft. He messaged you or whatever, asking you, uh, just asking us when the 4.6 would be, and then didn't show up, really, which I don't blame him. He said, is ETN still available? <laughs> <laughs> and now he wasn't. Unfortunately, he did not drop. He really wanted ETN. Apparently, he messaged Anthony. <laughs> during the draft asking for etn and he would not tell me what he offered but anthony said it was pretty bad (laughs) of course so not great Um, all right well yeah he got hawkins who he dropped i don't know he probably should have dropped other people he still has todd Gurley on his roster yeah oh he's right yeah the ravens Um, just lost a guy to an acl and they still don't want todd Gurley. (laughs) <laughs> all right um let's go to my draft probably the most interesting Ooh. draft of anybody yeah yeah very interesting draft i was pretty active i got trey lance at the 110 i got rondale moore uh Kadarius tony at the 3-2 amari rogers at the 3-3 and josh palmer at the 4-2 john what do you think about my draft i gave it a b plus i think the only pick i don't like is trey lance and I, you know that I told you I would definitely I would probably take Lawrence in that situation, and you even mentioned Chris had offered you a trade that you probably should have taken as well. Um, but that's my only that's my only real bet. I think your trade for Char- with Charlie was pretty good. I like Rondell Moore. Um, I think Tony's a great value there at that spot as well. And then Rogers and Palmer's de- definitely good picks for you personally. Um, you got some investments in the Green Bay offense and Chargers offense, so nice to have those players as well. Yep, I uh, yeah, Chris offered me a very solid offer to move down one spot with both Lance and Lawrence on the board. I probably should have, but I think my love for Trey Lance has reached a peak at this point, um, despite his jammed finger and hangnail. So. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I'm not too upset about it. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, you know, it's not like I took Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence at that point. Who yeah. Still might be good. But um, Lance for me is more of an upside play. Uh, I looked at, I kind of looked at situation. Um, I know San Francisco wants to use him. They traded up, you know, they give up two first round picks to move up to get this guy. So you know they want him in. And he's got rushing upside too. So. With uh, already having Justin Herbert on my team, I kind of wanted to go for a higher ceiling. I think Trey Lance has that. Um, So that's why I went with Lance over Lawrence there. I think Lawrence is much safer, but I think Lance has a higher ceiling because of his rushing abilities. Um, Yeah. I was happy with Rondale Moore. Uh, That's the guy I wanted because I was doing all this research and I decided Trey Lance and Rondale Moore are my guys. Um, (laughs) When I traded away my first-round pick to Anthony last year, all I could think was I just gave up Rondale Moore, and I was very upset because I <laughs> loved Rondale Moore, and I'm so glad I got him. I've been wanting this guy for three years. Like I saw his first game at Purdue, and I remember being like, "He's gonna be at my dynasty team one day." <laughs> so I like it. Um, and then I liked Tony in the third round. Like I kind of talked about with um, Ayuk. Like you know, it's a first round draft pick guy that nobody's really talking about. Nobody really likes him right now. Um, I think Ayuk got COVID at the beginning of last year too and got off to a slow start or like got injured. Same kind of things going on with Tony. But, you know, first round draft capital, 
Like, these, the GM will get in big trouble if this guy's not on the field this year. So I know he's going to play. He's going to get an opportunity. So let's go with it. And, yeah, I, I liked – I needed wide receivers. So I Clearly. gave myself a, uh, a B, a B on that one. Nice. I think it was solid. Not, not bad. Yeah. yeah. Anthony. Um, Anthony, this is my favorite draft. I think okay. Anthony did well, especially for a team who has been just going down. Obviously, this man started as, like, the best. He was the, the team to beat. And yep. he is just on a downward spiral. His players are getting older. I think he was super smart to get, first of all, get these three picks and have have as many first-round picks as he had. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them were from a while ago that he got <laughs> randomly. But um, overall, I think super, super smart to, to go for that one-two. And then once you have one and two, you have so much flexibility to be able to take ETN at that 1-7. So, obviously, Pitts, Harris, nuts picks. Um, and they're going to be great. I think Pitts will be a great dynasty pick. Not sure about this year. Harris, good this year and beyond. And then, once you have those two, then you're like, yeah, I'm fine with taking ETN. I'm fine with waiting a year for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with Anthony's team, who also is going to be able to compete this year anyways. So, um, I think those were great picks. St. Brown is um, a pretty good pick. He could just, especially in a team where there are like no wide receivers and Rashad Perriman just got cut and Tyrell Williams is now your wide receiver one. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good value pick right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know much about Mitchell. Um, 100% agree with you, John. This was one of my favorite drafts. I gave him a B+. Plus. I thought Pitts and Harris were the obvious one too. You know this. I think Pitts is going to be great this year. I, I really do. I think he's going to come out. I think he's going to be a top five tight end right off the bat. Um, even though you know he's a rookie and like rookies are scary and you don't want to take rookies, but like there's a reason Atlanta got rid of Julio Jones. Like they still have Matt Ryan. They want to win despite not having a very good team, and they got rid of Julio Jones. So. Um, I think Pitts is going to be fantastic. I think he's going to go over a thousand yards this year as a rookie tight end, which is nuts. You don't realize how good that is for a tight end. Um, I think he'll start every week for Anthony. So great pick. And then Najee is probably going to be an RB one because you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's just how it goes. St. Brown agree with everything you said. I thought he got a great value there. St. Brown might come out and be the wide receiver one for the Lions week one. You saw exactly how much they value him when they cut Brashad Perriman, despite how blessed he is. And I was so sad. <laughs> um, yeah. I really don't know much about Elijah Mitchell. I know they like him in San Francisco, but clearly this is uh, the Moster and Sermon show so far. Um, it, but you know San Francisco is a – it's always a committee to some extent, yeah. John. But yep. you don't need a lot of touches in that backfield to be good. So, yeah, it's uh, – I mean that's a that's an upside pick with Elijah Mitchell, definitely an upside pick. So we'll see. Did I did I give him a grade? Did I say a grade? You did not. Remember. You just said you liked I, it the most. Uh, a. Okay, nice. <laughs> All right, uh, next. Chris Christopher Brenton, the real Brentopolis? Question mark. Is it him? Um. Yeah, I gave Chris um a B. And it's mainly because of his one three. Mm. 
Really? Because because I like I definitely like his other picks. Devonta Smith, that's the pick there. Trevor Lawrence, great great pick there as well. Uh, I know he wanted Trey Lance more. But yeah, I don't know about the Williams pick. Like we were talking, I mean, I just think Chase at one four is just ridic- ridiculous, and he could have somehow traded back or something like that. Williams was just—he's not meant for the one three here, you know. Um, could be better for his team. Obviously, he's—he's he's got s- probably the best wide receiver depth in this league. So obviously, Chase might have just been nothing for him, but he's a big name. Chase could have huge value at some point in a trade, anything like that, to get a running back. Who knows? Um, besides that, good picks, especially Jay Harris, tight end of the Los Angeles Rams in the second-to-last pick. Fantastic. Pick. Well, I'm sure he capped. <laughs> For sure. He still has him. Um, let me see. Yeah, he still has him. Wow. Wow. He's, he's confident. I like it. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I. What did I give Chris? I, I gave myself a B. I think I gave him a B plus. Yeah, I gave him a B plus. I agree with you. I think Chase was the pick at one three. I understand the mentality of having wanting running back more. Um, but you and I talked about this. I think the move would have been I'm gonna take Chase and then I'm gonna string him out there and whoever wants him or Lamb or one of these other receivers for a running back, come and get him. You know, like. You take value in the rookie draft. I think value is the key. Like, you take the best player available when you're that good like he is and have Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey on the same team. <laughs> yeah, no. You just take the best player available. Um, and then, yeah, I agree. Devontae Smith was the pick. Trevor Lawrence at the two ten or 2.1 is crazy value. And then yeah. um, those were all his picks, that tight end. Great. Good job. Um, so yeah, I gave him a B plus just cause I agree. I think chase should have gone at the one three, but I, I see where he's going. Like it could work out. Maybe Javante's great. Um, I really like Javante. I really think he's a great player. I tried to get up to that spot. I tried to get up to Quinn's spot actually quite a few times. And now I'm kind of glad I didn't cause he would not have made it there. <laughs> I thought yeah. he would make it there. But then once the ETN injury happened, I was like, yep. He's not going to be there at the 1-5. There's no yeah, point. No way. Like Chris tried to trade me that pick last week, and I was like, that pick is Devontae Smith. That pick is 100% Devontae Smith, Like, yep. which is great, but I-, I wanted to get a running back instead. So, um, yeah, good good draft for Chris. Don't think he made a big mistake on any of them. Um, and like we talked about, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence has a higher – floor lance is a higher ceiling so both good players can't go wrong oh yeah and then there's you john your draft um if you want to you talk about me first please uh i would love to start john you got trey sermon at the 1.8 you got Dwayne eskridge at the 310 you got him at the 310 wow you got mac jones um you got rashad bateman at the 2.6 and then you got Tylen Wallace, who I think you dropped, and Tutu Atwell, yep. who I'm also pretty sure you dropped. You didn't drop. No, I kept Atwell, dropped Fitzpatrick and Wallace. Fitzpatrick. Oh, you got Des Fitzpatrick. Okay. So let me look at this draft. I 
I don't hate the Trey Sermon pick. That's a high upside running back pick. I probably would have gone wide receiver there first. Um, one of like the Moores or Bateman or Marshall, honestly. Um, but I don't think it's a bad pick. I think Trey Sermon is yeah. clearly locked into this backfield. It's going to be a committee, but like I said, you don't need a lot of touches in the San Francisco backfield to be awesome and be relevant. So I think you've got a solid, like, Sermon's ceiling is, like, a high-end RB2, kind of like Mostert. So yeah. I, I think that's very solid to have in the wings just waiting to be unleashed. Um, and for the end of the first round, that's really good. You obviously made a trade with Anthony and got some other valuable pieces from it. And then you got Rashad Bateman at the 2-6, which I think is an awesome value. I think he's obviously injured, which could probably dropped his draft capital a bit. And he's on a low passing volume offense that also dropped his draft capital a bit. But this is a great prospect, and talent usually wins out. So I like Bateman better than Hollywood Brown. Um, Bateman is the best receiver on that team, including um, Mark Andrews, in a team that now lost their star running back. So they might throw the ball a little bit more. True. So love the value you got there. That was the clear pick. There was a big drop-off in the draft after that pick. Um, and then Eskridge was a second-round draft pick. So that's great to get at the 310. Like, they obviously invested in him. I know that's a crowded wide receiver core, but he'll be on the team and he'll get targets. So I like it. I like the draft. Oh, yeah. I think I gave you a B plus. Sweet. And Mac Jones, the starting. Oh, I forgot about Mac Jones. Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me about Mac Jones. Tell me how awesome he is. I'm just so hyped for Mac Jones. I work for the Patriots, so I clearly am right here, guys. I know what's happening. You knew that Cam was getting cut. Insider (laughs) info. (laughs) Collusion. That would have been sweet if I did. You committed collusion. It, if you look back at it, it does seem like something fishy was going up. Like, like Belichick was like being real weird in press conferences about it. Like, yeah, I got a decision to make, and like the decision <laughs> wasn't like who was starting. It was it was do who I have cut I Cam Newton or do I keep him? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it's cool that he's going to be starting right away. I think he eventually probably would have started um, this year at some point. Uh, but I'm All excited. Right. For I'm Mac texting Jones. the collusion board right now. <laughs> oh boy, I don't want to see this message. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm ex- I'm hyped for Mac Jones. I think he could. I mean, I think any of these five. I'm I'm surprised that Mac Jones was that his ADP was that much lower than these other four. I guess it's just draft capital, but and maybe more confidence in Cam Newton. I have no clue. Mac Jones looked, looked if not the best one, like one of the best out of these fives in the preseason. That's all I know. I thought they all looked great, honestly. Um, yeah. I thought they all looked great in different moments. Like some of them, like Wilson got off to a tough start, and then he looked awesome towards the end, even at the beginning of games when he was playing against like second strings or like even some of first strings. And I thought Mac Jones just looked confident. I don't think he's a high ceiling guy i think he's a low floor guy though he's in a good offense um under a great coach so you know i think he's gonna be you know kind of that middle quarterback tier but to get him in the third round of a rookie draft is awesome good value and you're playing for the ceiling and then with regards to um cam newton i think i read a report that today in colin cowherd was talking about this too that 
apparently that COVID situation with Cam did not go over very well with Belichick. Yeah, that's what I read too. Um, so the so in the end, the the Mac Jones starting might not be as much of a compliment to Mac Jones as it is just an insult to Cam Newton being a shitty person or a shitty teammate, I guess. Right, and if you think about the Cam Newton's skill set, like Cam Newton's better than Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill is played and used on yeah. NFL rosters, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there could have yeah. been a great goal line package for Cam Newton, you know, like a read option at the goal line that would have been great for any team, and yet they just decided, I don't want him. Yeah, I know. He must have been – yeah, I don't know. There must have been something. Cam Newton doesn't scream from when he got picked up by the Patriots. He didn't scream Patriots player to me. It seemed no. like someone Belichick might get pissed off at – at for some point random reasons yeah so um, I, yeah makes mac jones definitely seems more like a patriots player a hundred percent agree all right that's the draft um not a whole lot of bad grades honestly i thought people did good with the value that they got and they kind of took things in stride so yeah. now it's just up to all. luck unless yeah. everyone pays off in this draft class this draft then, class is then the everyone would have had a everyone would have had a perfect draft if everyone just pays off everyone's good everyone's good except <laughs> travis Etienne. <laughs> he's bad for sure yeah he's rashad petty yeah for sure all, all right. right you know what uh, right. time it is it's it's time for power rankings preseason power rankings going into the week season. one this is week one power rankings. okay man. okay week one whenever you want to whatever you want to call it this is the first power rankings Power Rankings Season 4. All right. As usual, we go in uh, order from least to beast. (laughs) Alex is number 10 for me. Again, Alex has a 2% chance to win week one, according to Sleeper. Um, I'm going to stay on the positive side of things. I think Marvin Jones is going to get the most targets of any Jacksonville receiver week one. I think Sammy Watkins will get the most targets of any Baltimore receiver week one. <laughs> Same with Jacoby Myers and Michael Pittman. Those are the wow. positives. That's They're huge. all wide receiver ones on their team. Um, yeah. And then there's J.D. McKissick and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> that's that's my uh, conversation the, about Alex's team. The best running back duo in the league, Michael. <laughs> no, I, obviously, Alex, number 10. But yeah, there are positives. Most of them will come out later as the season goes on, hopefully. But for now, yeah, the starting lineup, clearly there is some value because Sammy Watkins is has no Rashad Bateman to go against him. Marvin Jones um, probably going to be a hot target. Cause Wait a he's the... Hollywood's healthy. Yeah, Hollywood's healthy. Why is, why is Watkins in the lineup over Hollywood? Yeah, what the hell? What are we <laughs> doing here? Um, I forgot he had Hollywood. <laughs> what are we yeah, doing that's, here? What's the pick? He also has Rugs. That's a possible start. Yeah, Rugs is a possible start. Um, honestly, but I'd I, probably I, play Fryermuth over Zach Ertz. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Ertz is dead. And Nelson Aguilar is a possible start. So, but I do Myers is in a positive direction for sure, mm-hmm. um, because of the Mac Jones thing. So that's good. Yep. Um, this year, I'm hoping Alex takes advantage of those moments. If Meyer, Myers, one of his younger players, 
is, starts doing very well, maybe uh, get some trap picks for him, huh? Go get a second round like pick for him. Yeah. 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 Um, stuff like that. Because that was something we were recommending last year when Josh Kelly was doing really well. I was like, hey, time to trade this guy when he has value. I'm um, and now he sucks. told him not to. Yeah. And now he sucks. So he yeah. should have traded him. Um, there's should. so many. There's so many rookies and so many young players that like have good random weeks and you can just be like, Hey, he's young. And he did the good. He did the good. But what if this, what if someone of them turned into James Robinson? Then he missed. That's true. That's very true. And yeah, I don't know. Jacoby Myers is also, um, super young for a wide receiver too. So maybe you keep him, but I don't know. It, uh, it all I depends. lean on the side of selling. Just because you gotta sell on hype. Most of fantasy is hype. Let's be honest. Yeah. Eighty percent of fantasy is hype. There's like twenty percent that's like, all right, these guys are real, like they're solid, or like they just had a bad week. Eighty percent of it is hype. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Who's your number nine, John? My number nine. Nick. Do it. Oh my gosh, there he is. <laughs> Trust, Trust the process. The process yeah nick number nine i mean this is the spot where charlie was all of last year if you don't remember everyone feels bad feels real bad and it was because of his injuries uh, obviously charlie's got a pretty healthy team again um I, well it's not how he traded the players that were injured i guess and now he has a different team um <laughs> that's still pretty good and nick's uh, nick's team is you know they're they're all getting ready to move into the retirement they're home. old old <laughs> team <laughs> yeah they're all a bit old lamar jackson basically the only one with it's time it's time press the trade button next to this man's name lamar jackson (laughs) just press the just get rid of this like how does he how is he on this roster he's the only young person here yeah Um, you gotta trade lamar go get a first round pick especially when you got like hurts on your team and some other young quarterbacks that like like why do you need lamar anymore anyways like it's the only thing keeping him afloat yeah i guess but at this point i think and maybe he'll prove us wrong and these players still have value i still think there will be value in like kareem hunt um tyler lockett every once in a while Melvin gordon yeah no um (laughs) and i mean noah fant drafted melvin gordon in his mock draft so mock Clearly. draft it wasn't even his real draft no it was a mock draft on sleeper he oh picked him he, he only picked himself and melvin gordon he did not draft williams judy he doesn't like them bridgewater yeah did not draft bridgewater did not draft sutton he wow. hated all of them um crazy no i yeah I, I, I yeah it's i me and michael i think both agree here it's time to press the reset button on this team real quick i think nick has different opinions but I, yeah, I hope at some point he realizes this year, yeah, it might be time to get some trade, trade or get some uh, draft picks and stuff. Yep, we were. Uh, yeah, Nick is also my nine. I thought this was going to be a shocking take. I thought John was going to have Charlie at nine, but we kind of agree that the running back situation really weighs him down. Um, this is what I would do if I was Nick, because I think you covered a lot of the great things here. So I just want to give my insight. I would turn Lamar into a you know a, a first round pick send him to a team that needs a quarterback um oh god what good team needs a quarterback 
Is there That's any the issue. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Nobody really – we're in a 10-team league. So in a 10-team league, everybody's got a decent quarterback. I mean – Yeah, I don't, I don't think any – any top team like is looking well, for that. There's if one Tom, team that needs a quarterback. If Tom was competing this year, I don't know if he's trying to compete this year. He might go get him. Um, there's one team that needs a quarterback. Quinn, maybe. Nope. Charlie Sears. Charlie, he does. Charlie would love Lamar. Yeah, he would, and he does not like draft picks. He does not like draft picks. I don't want to set this up for Nick or anything, but trust the process doesn't work when your team's old. You can't trust the process of aging. That's not how it works. What is the process here? The The process process is getting old and your team just dying. Like, what are you going to do when all your running backs are retired like Todd Gurley? Like, that's not how this works. Literally got no rookies this year because I, I or he, he has Hawkins picks. Still. He literally has JV and Hawkins, who I think he dropped. No, he still has them. <laughs> okay, because he has open roster spots because of the best other guys he has is Todd Gurley and Jalen Samuels and uh, Brian I'm, Hill. I'm afraid who, to tell who the hell Hawkins. is Brian Hill. Why is he even on his team? Yeah, I don't know. Hawkins did not make the cut for the Titans, so I think it might be time to, to drop your one draft pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is tough. This um, is just a rough roster. It's time to hit the waiver wire ASAP. Like, I would be just scouting scouting the waivers. Week one, I'd just be watching the games for any waiver players who might look talented. I would agree with you. Yeah, I don't like Nick's team, especially not with the dynasty outlook. He might win a few games this year because of Lamar and because wide receivers go off, but I'm not trusting this team to make playoffs one and two be anywhere relevant in dynasty. So it's time to trade. Yeah, All right. Well, he's he's still got his first round pick next year. That's that's good for now. And now we move on to number eight, which I think there is a little bit of a tier. So I think the tiers go, Alex is kind of at the bottom, and I think these two are kind of in their own little tier. And so I go Charlie Sears at number eight. Charlie has uh, really improved his depth this year. He had some star power. He got rid of it. God, the number two pick could have really helped this team if he would have traded it for the proper value or even just taken Jamar Chase there. Like, can you imagine Jamar Chase in that second slot instead of Kenyon Drake? Yeah, but then he wouldn't nice. have Damian Harris, who is actually <laughs> going to be okay. Yeah, Damian Harris is actually going to be okay, but that is definitely not enough for the one-two because um, Michael Gallup is not going to play for him. And Michael Carter is a second half at best player. So um, this team, although improved from last year, needs to uh, needs to kind of bolster itself and uh, probably still needs to retool a little bit before it's ready to compete again. Yeah, I definitely think he's my number eight as well. I definitely think Charlie's taking some wrong steps and some right steps this offseason. I do, I do like the Barkley trade to to improve his depth for sure. Um, I'm a fan of Montgomery this year. Uh, he's still got Metcalf, of course. Having Cooper will be nice. And he's still got Godwin, too. So I, I, he still has some really good talent that's super young here. And I think he's, like, he's getting there, you know? He's really getting there. And this could be 
Lamar Jackson might be a good spot for him. I, I don't like getting rid of draft picks from Charlie that much because I think he still needs some young players. Still needs some picks, possibly. Um, but, yeah, I, I he, he's definitely going to need a quarterback. Can't trust Matt Ryan every week. Can't trust Tua every week at this point either, I think. Um, but besides that, flex two. Yeah, Kenyon Drake, that's rough. Um, but I definitely think Charlie's actually going to be able to compete. Last year, he could not compete at all. I think he'll actually be able to uh, get some close games in there and get some wins against teams he possibly shouldn't get wins against. Yep, agreed. Uh, I think him and Nick are kind of in that tier. Charlie's a little better, though. Um, Tom Myring is my number seven, which I realize seems low, but I think there is a group of three in here between Grant Tom so close. and Quinn that are insanely close, and I think this is a tier in itself. Um, I give Tom, uh, I give the other two the edge rather, because Tom's got a few question marks on his team. Swift's health is one of them. Uh, that's a big question mark for him. Unfortunately, Tom has been the most unlucky team by far, so far this year, in that he's lost um, both Cam Akers and Michael Thomas. Uh, because Michael Thomas is an idiot, and Cam Akers just unfortunately tore his ACL, or ACL, his Achilles. So you think about those two. You throw those two in the spots of Miles Gaskin and um, Marquez Callaway, and then suddenly you're looking at a contender. Like <laughs> that, So that's sad, but um, yeah. he's still got some promise on this team. I think this team has the potential for playoffs, but kind of like Tom himself said, if he's not... Um, in a really good position like with his rookies and like things really coming together for him perfectly he's not a contender so you might as well keep retooling at that point um so that's why i have tom at seven yeah i also have him at seven. Um, oh wow really okay yeah i right now as his starting lineup stands i think he's slightly worse than grant and quinn um but honestly if he gets some lucky wins here in the first five or six games if he's like at a good record i think i think his decision is not now whether he's like okay i'm going for playoffs or i'm tanking i think you wait a little bit you see how you do these first five weeks or so i however long it's going to take for michael thomas to possibly come back um and then if Michael Thomas is on track to come back and you have a pretty good record, I think Tom could start racking up some wins there once Michael Thomas comes back um, and put him in your starting lineup. And, he, and he's got some high upside guys, too, that possibly could break out, have a good year. DJ Chark with an actual quarterback. Um, KJ Hamler, I think, is pretty talented. A lot of people are hyping him up. Tyrell Williams, possible wide receiver one in Detroit. So, I mean, you got Jamar Chase, obviously could end up breaking out at any point so tom while he's at seven now easily could be could get way high up this season i feel like um while i i would hate having a starting lineup currently as is there could be a lucky bounce that goes his way for sure yeah i agree if i'm tom i go five weeks i was just looking at his schedule here he's got myself and chris in the first five weeks but he also has alex nick and charlie so you know, kind of the lower end and the higher end of the league. Um, not a whole lot of middle ground there. So if I'm Tom after week five and I'm at three and two or four and one, I'd kind of stay the course and see how it goes, knowing that he has you and Anthony coming up plus me and Chris again. 
So that that's tough because you have potentially four well more losses coming there, which is six total in a 14 week schedule. Um, and I'm not saying he loses all those games. I'm just saying realistically, those are going to be tough to win yeah. all those or any of those. Um, but if I'm after week five, knowing what I have left, and I'm two and three, you know, I, I'm probably done. I would probably just, you know, look at the rest of my schedule and just say this isn't realistic. I'm just gonna, like, I'm not gonna contend. So why would I try to make the playoffs as the sixth seed? You know, so I would. Um, would probably move on from there, which I think Tom is smart enough to know, and I think that's kind of his plan anyway. So Yeah, I mean, he's been like the one person in this league who has been so willing to tank, which even Alex has not been as willing to tank as Tom, which, yeah. which is ridiculous to me. So It's tough to tank when you don't have a first-round pick if you're Alex, though. That's very true. <laughs> that's just very true. Yeah. Uh, but Tom, I know Tom would make the right decision. I think he's one of the smartest owners in our league. He's just been super unlucky. Yeah, he's been really unlucky. This was his year to come back and potentially try to win, and then he got very unlucky. So, but um, agree, he's, he's a, a very good owner. He's owner. a champion. He's a he champion. is a champion. There's a, there's a reason he's a champion. <laughs> yep. uh, there's there's reasons two of our three champions are champions. Uh, there's <laughs> luck that was involved with the other one, in my opinion. Um, next is Grant on my list. He comes in at six. Uh, maybe probably not a great owner, but he has a decent team. So I gotta give it to him. Um, I'm looking at his lineup currently, and I hope that's not the lineup that shows up week one, because he's got talent on this team, especially at the wide receiver position. You know, now he's got uh, Judy, Samuel, Chenault, Elijah Moore, like all these guys on his bench. Even Antonio Brown is solid. So uh, he's got Daryl Henderson on his bench too, which is a choice. Um, he'll have to drop Cam Can though, which is sad. <laughs> Adante's guy. Probably yeah. the last of Adate's team. <laughs> uh, anyway, you replace du- uh, David Johnson with um, Daryl Henderson, and then you kind of move in those receivers into the rest of your lineup, and you've got a very solid team with Dak Prescott and Travis Kelsey and Jonathan Taylor, not to mention, who's amazing. So, yeah, this is a really good team with a lot of depth and a lot of youth. So I, I like him. I just don't know if this team is going to be managed well enough to contend. Which yeah. it should it should contend, but it's I don't know if it's managed well enough to do so. It's Grant's time to shine, no doubt. Um, I actually have Quinn here, so this is our wow. first difference. Wow, first yeah. difference. First difference. I have Quinn here. It's so, as I mentioned earlier, it's really close though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Quinn obviously still got a good team. I'm a little like we were. I remember being so hyped on his team last year when he was doing well. And I feel like I've just like slowly, like just slowly moved down on this guy um, as as the years have gone on. And I still am. I mean, he made some moves. He got Julio Jones, who I think will still be a, a pretty good flex for him for sure, um, despite being uh, with AJ Brown there. Yeah, not much bad to say about Quinn. Um, Chris Carson still should be great this year for him. Russell Wilson should be good. Hopefully, I mean. Wilson was so good at the first half of last year, remember? And then he kind of just fell off. Like, that was so mm-hmm. sad. I, Quinn would have been, like, super contending if if Russell Wilson stayed in it. Um, but, yeah, tight end, still rough position for him. Not a fan of his flex, too, right now, and Mostert as much. But maybe Marlon Mack comes back in, you know? Marlon Mack. Could, we could have the return of the Mack. Um yeah, I agree. Last year I would have been more hype for this team. 
unfortunately, this team is looking old. Um, Thielen, yep. Julio, and Mostert might be starting in their own retirement home pretty soon here. <laughs> However, in the first half of the season, they could be solid. Here's what I'd do if I was Quinn, because I, I agree with you. I like the names on this roster. I don't necessarily love the roster itself. Um, not as hyped but I think he's a better manager than Grant, so I think that he will do better overall. I would, if Julio gets off to a good start, I'd get rid of him. If Thielen gets off to a good start, I'd get rid of him, and the same thing with Mostert. I think there are expiration dates on this guy, on these guys, but if you can get people hyped for them because of the names and what they've done in the past, you should absolutely do that. Retool, you can still contend with the guys you have on this team. So... Yeah, I agree. And he got That's sneaky. I, I think you got like a sneaky flex play and T Higgins eventually too. I think T Higgins should start for him. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I don't know where. <laughs> That's it's a tough yeah. question to ask. Where do you put him in? But yeah, T Higgins, you're pretty good at receiver if T Higgins isn't starting for you. So. Yeah, honestly. Um. Oh yeah, I guess it's my turn to talk about Grant then. Who, whose roster is looking really good. That trade, that three-way trade he made, I think is definitely paying off for him uh, because he's got a plethora of talented players now. Jonathan Taylor, Dak coming back this year. That's that's going to be big uh, for sure. And yeah, starting lineup not great right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, he is. He even has someone like Antonio Brown, who I think is usable at points this season too. Lavisca Chenault should be good. He's got a quarterback. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, lots of murmurs about how talented this dude is and um, how this will be his breakout year. Yeah, I, I like how young this roster is. He really, after I've, we were talking about that that exp, that like kind of expansion draft thing between him and Nick and how everyone thought he lost that. And then, yeah, I, just looking at it now, it's crazy how far he's come and how, how much better I think his team is than Nick's at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%, I agree with you. I I think Grant got so much more value. And like Tom said, Tom made the best trade of his life with us to get Grant's team back on board. Like so <laughs> many of these guys were people that we gave him, like Dak, LaVisca, uh, you know, DJ Moore, um, Daryl Henderson, and of course, Jonathan Taylor. I'm never going to get over that. Ever. <laughs> okay, um, next tier. Let's go with Anthony, who I think is number four and kind of in a tier on his own. I think he is closer to the – I have too many tiers, but I have another tier above this and then a, like an elite tier above that. So I think Anthony is closer to the next tier than he is to the tier below him. Um, I think Anthony's really rebuilt this team well. Obviously running back is ridiculous with Kamara and Chubb. Diggs is amazing. Then he's got Pitts and Najee. Um, and then the two quote-unquote weak spots are Cortland Sutton and Chase Edmonds in this starting lineup. He's got very solid depth um, at other positions. Like he has Juju on his bench. He has Tyler Boyd on his bench. And eh, running back, not a ton of depth, but he's playing two running backs in his starting lineup so he can kind of interchange his um, his wide receivers with those guys. So, yeah, I think this team is awesome because I believe in – the rookies that he has in his starting lineup. So he's going to be really good. Yeah, he's my number four, too. I mean, you look, you, you still look at his four, top four players there in his lineup, and you're like, yeah, that's just nuts. Like, he's obviously going to be competing for the championship this year. 
I mean, it's unfortunate that the next four are like a little more shaky for sure. Um, but if Harris and Pitts are just live up to the hype immediately, Anthony's easily hopping into that top tier. Um, and, and Edmonds with that hopefully starting role this year and being the running back in Arizona finally would be super nice for him as well. Um, and yeah, that Sutton spot I think will be super interchangeable throughout the year for him, unfortunately. I think that's I, I mean, I think that's the big part of the Galladay trade. Maybe he won a Galladay there, but it's fine. It'll be fine in the end. I don't know who you're talking about, this Chase Edmonds guy. I've never heard of him. <laughs> you never heard of Chase? Mr. No, Chase. I, I know the running back in Arizona and it's not Chase Edmonds. It's um, Eno Benjamin? No, no, never heard of that guy either. <laughs> okay. There's a guy named who has two first names, and he's James fantastic. Connor. No, no, that's not that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> Ron Dale, the running back, <laughs> the starting running back for Arizona. Okay, um, the next tier that I have in my rankings is uh, just me. I think Rice Times HQ is uh, number three for me. With the injury to J.K. Dobbins, I have downgraded my team a bit, and I am sad about it. Um, J.K. is uh, one, probably my favorite player on my team, so I was very sad. I still like my team a lot. I think, you know, obviously I have Adams and Hill, um, and I think a lot of these young guys are going to just keep getting better if they stay healthy. My goodness, Clyde, save your ankles. Good yeah. thing Antonio Gibson's here with his toe. So, uh, yeah, I like this team. I think Sanders is one of the biggest wild cards in all of fantasy. I have no clue what's going to happen with him. That's why I, like, kind of tried to get rid of him and other times been like, no, no, this is my guy. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen there. I hope he's awesome, and uh, we'll just hope for the best there. And then I hope for a few of these rookies to hit and then I'll be okay. So um, RIP to J.K. Dobbins. Let's see what happens with my team. It's a little bit of a wild card. Yeah, I can see this team going either way. Uh, One way is you get some injuries in there, and and Gibson doesn't play up to his hype, and... So, you know, some bad things happen. Alaire's injury is actually pretty bad, and it's lingering for the whole season. And then you kind of just you, you coast at this number three, but I think there's a situation where Gibson does live up to that, like Christian McCaffrey comparison he got, stuff like that, where all of a sudden, okay, Michael's here to compete with me and me and Chris. Yeah, um, uh, that's the hope. Is Yeah, if Clyde and Gibson are you know what they could be and i think they both could be top 10 running backs just you know i think gibson's insanely talented and clyde's on an amazing offense and just didn't get the touchdowns last year if those guys live up to the hype i'm right there but there's still question marks so that's why i keep myself below oh yeah i like how you're getting a good amount of handcuffs here or trying to get the handcuffs this year trying jesus how does chris (laughs) have the roster spots for these people yeah, I don't know. I, I, Chris is. Just, I like this Chris Michael rival rivalry playing out before our eyes. He's just um, collecting all my hand handcuffs now. He got the like the next running back up for the Ravens, and now he's got like my Kenneth Gainwell guy who's a backup in Philadelphia, like maybe, but still like he's worth rostering. So what the heck? Yeah, rough. There's stop. one. There's one other worry I have with Michael's team, and it's. 
Um, Justin Herbert doesn't come out looking as good as he did last year. Oh, don't you dare. Which I think it, it could be a legitimate worry. I, I am... I would not be surprised if the LA Chargers come out and they don't look great here um, for a little bit, at least. You're going to uh, eat those words. Yeah, maybe. But I, I don't know. I just have this feeling that... I, I don't know. For some reason, I just have this feeling. You're going to eat um, those words. I, I hope so, for your sake, obviously. You got you got this big... I, until week four, that's when I play you. Do you realize who I have waiting in the wings <laughs> at quarterback if I need to? Yeah, Mr. Um, do you want Ryan Fitzpatrick, actually? I can trade you Ryan no, Fitzpatrick. No, I have Sam Darnold waiting for you. Week four, oh, Sam Darnold is coming out for his revenge. Oh, no. Sam, Sam Darnold is coming back. He plays the Jets week one. How awesome is that? <laughs> that is cool. That's really he cool. He is going to kill the Jets. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh, um, man. All right. So, yes, I'm number three. All right, let's get on to the top tier. At number two, I have you, John, our defending champion. Mr. Robinson seduced me, and that hurts. It really hurts having you number two. Jalen hurts. But, um, yeah, this team's elite. James Robinson obviously being back to James Robinson. Let's go. He he got his justice. Justice has been served (laughs) with James Robinson, which he deserved this. So I'm not even mad in the slightest that ETN is hurt. James Robinson deserved this. If anybody in the entire NFL deserved this, it was James Robinson. So, and this team, we'll see what happens. I'm hoping and I'm praying that these young running backs that like still aren't that old maybe turn the corner and kind of get a little old. I think that's the only <laughs> chance you have is Derrick Henry maybe falls off a bit because he's getting old and he has a lot of tread on the tires. Cook who was previously injury-concerned is not as much recently. Maybe that changes. I'm just trying to be pessimistic for you yeah. because your team is so good. Yeah, I definitely think I'm just – like I think Henry could die at the end of this year, but I'd like just one more year, Henry. Just do it. <laughs> just um, go up in a cloud of dust. Yeah, please. Uh, I have myself at number one, so I'm going to talk about Chris. Next. Wow, okay. <laughs> Mr. Defending Champ Gotta versus number two. I mean, Chris, insane team. Hard not to put him number one, but um, I, 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 like my, I like the depth changes I've made to my team in the offseason. Um, whereas, yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris has started lineup, definitely upgraded a little bit. He got some dude named Saquon. He's okay. Um, he's all right. Uh, I am still worried about Saquon. I was actually just thinking about this because I'm preparing for like some other dynasty drafts. Like Saquon might fall to me at my pick. I'm like, do I take Saquon with my pick? And yeah, I don't know. It's just so hard. It's so hard. I, did, I don't know if he's going to be good, if he'll ever be good again. Um, like this injury was, it's a rough one, you know? Um, it is a tough injury to come back from and be better than you were before that's the thing is he's getting drafted like he never got injured yeah exactly you know like 102 and rookie in like dynasty drafts and it's like you know this guy's in his third or fourth season now and he's coming off an acl that being said he's still 24 years old so he's not that old yeah exactly um but yeah overall i mean chris is as scary as he was last year's depth his wide receiver depth is nuts um 
his running back depth not as nuts as, as from the fact that he's begging for Mixon all the time, but I still think Josh Jacobs is a is a great flex two, so or flex one. So I like yeah, this this team's nuts. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll talk about his team. The reason I have him number one is um, I'm going to assume Saquon Barkley is ready for week one. And if that's the case, you have, man, I mean, I'm not saying Barkley's going to be top five this year, but I, and in the first half at least. I think in the second half kind of depends on his schedule. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is still amazing. Um, this is a guy I could see falling off a touch, just a little bit, not a crazy amount. That being said, Justin Jefferson might get better if you look at his first half, and then you think, what if he reproduces the second half through the whole year? Like then he's like top two wide receiver. Like it's could nuts. be nuts. Um, Mandrews is like the only target on that team right now, but Hollywood is back, so it it might decrease a little bit. I don't love Terry McLaurin. I still don't, especially even with Fitzpatrick. Like, quarterback has always been his Achilles heel. Quarterback and volume is just not quite there in Washington. So I've never been the biggest McLaurin truther. That being said, Chris has so much upside on the back end of this team. You know, he's got um, Javante Williams just waiting. He's got Devontae Smith just waiting. He's got Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Like all these guys are just waiting. CD Lamb, I didn't even think about him. He's freaking on the guy's IR right now with COVID. Like CD Lamb might be a top ten receiver this year. So like, the only reason I have him over you right now is depth is insane and it's more valuable in fantasy than we realize. I learned that lesson the hard way in the playoffs last year. So um, Chris's depth, like he has like so many different starting lineups that he could still play, and they would be top three starting lineups in this league. So true. His depth is nuts. And I think his depth is... Well, I, I like my depth. The reason I have myself at number one, I like my depth upgrades a lot. And I think that was something I couldn't compare to him last year in as much as this year. I think his depth dynasty-wise, way better than mine. I think yep. I definitely can compete with him in depth if we're just talking this year. I have like older players on my bench that down the road might not be as good. Galladay... Um, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, yeah. these types of players who I think have value like this year for sure. G- Gio Bernard, maybe if I I don't know what this hype is on Gio Bernard, but I I have to keep him now because everyone's saying he's gonna have a lot of value or they're saying he's he's uh, a big part of the offense. Yeah, I think Gio is gonna be a solid PPR kind of guy that will catch, you know, five or six passes a game in some games, which could be a start, you know. Definitely. I mean, especially if I get injuries. Like, last year, I did get the injury bug for sure um, with a ton of players at points, yeah. um, Mixon specifically. And, I, like, that's what I, – I like having Mixon on my team because I feel like if he does get injured like he did last year, I'm fine with it um, because I, I do have someone like Evans there, or Galladay, if he ends up being good on the Giants or anything like that. Yep, I, I agree with you. I think your depth has gotten a lot better. Um, it's not still not quite what Chris's is. So that's uh, 
I mean, again, I think you you two are in your own tier, then myself. Anthony is kind of like a tier in itself. And then there's that drop-off to like the Quinn, um, Quinn, Grant, Tom, and then we have Charlie and Nick, and then Alex. So those are my tiers. So I think they're kind of close. I did tiers and power rankings. Nice. Two tiers. for one. Hell yeah. All right. John, I think... We have reached the hour 15 mark. Wow. Which is a, a long intro podcast, but we had a lot to talk about, and it was a great time. Yeah. Luckily, we'll be back next week talk it, previewing week one. You know, we won't stuff it into this one. Could you imagine if we tried? <laughs> yeah, it'd be too much. Two hour podcast. Too much. Uh, Way we'll too spread much. it out for them. We'll spread it out. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the uh, return of the podcast. Tell us how wrong our power rankings were and why Alex is actually number four in the rankings. <laughs> Specifically number four. 